In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. It is a great joy to celebrate Mass every day for a priest, but for me it's a special joy to celebrate uh, with you this morning and with Father Pollard. Uh, My name is Father Gerald Murray, and I'm the pastor of Holy Family Church in Manhattan. And when Father Pollard asked me to come and preach at the 40 Hours, I was very pleased because it gave me an opportunity to uh, see an old friend. We were together in Rome back in the 90s when I was studying church law, and he was a seminarian. And then when he worked at the Holy See Mission in New York, we would see each other. So it's a pleasure to come to this beautiful parish and participate in this beautiful 40 hours, the 40 hours devotion uh, which began in Italy in the 16th century, is a great opportunity to renew our love for Christ in the Holy Eucharist. So it's a pleasure and joy to be part of this. Now, at the gospel that we heard about, the subject of forgiveness came up. And we also heard that God the Father is merciful. Merciful. What exactly does the merciful nature of God consist? Well, Words that could be replaced for merciful are benevolent, forgiving, and kind. And that indeed is what God's mercy is. He is benevolent toward us. He wishes us good. He wishes us to be happy. He wishes us to have fulfillment in life. He wishes us to be at peace. And through his forgiveness and his kindness, our sins are not an obstacle to obtaining those goals. The Lord in his kindness turns to us and offers his forgiveness. But it's up to us to respond, to turn back to him and say, Yes, Lord, I do want to be forgiven. I do want to experience that peace and that joy. But it takes some effort. It means turning to the Lord by going to the sacrament of penance, the sacrament of confession. Now, Lent's a good time to make a good confession, and opportunity is available as part of the 40 hours. But perhaps we could think a little bit about confession. I remember in college, uh, we had a beautiful Catholic chaplaincy, and I remember the, uh, the chaplain one day had evening confessions. And a girl that I knew was in there kneeling down, and I went uh, to the chapel and made my confession. I saw her afterwards, and she said, Wow, that was a big load off of my shoulders. Uh, And I said, that's a good way to look at it. We do carry around our sins sort of like an unnecessary piece of luggage, something that doesn't really do us any good, and it weighs us down. And confession is when God's peace uh, takes away that baggage, takes away that load, takes away that encumbrance. Now, the benefit of confession uh, comes because God forgives us of our sins. But in order to uh, gain that benefit, we first have to admit our sins. Uh, We have to take ownership, as they like to say now, of our sins, recognize that we are, in fact, guilty. Now, the advice given to uh, people going to confession is the three C's, the three-letter C's. A confession should be contrite, should be clear, and should be concise. So contrite, we're going to look at what that means. But let's just go back to number two and three. 
It should be clear, uh, as priests, uh, Father Pollard and I hear many confessions, and uh, I remember once asking a priest, he was an older priest, I said, isn't that a burden, hearing all those sins all those years? And he said something nice. He said, no, you forget them. You forget the sins. And I've been a priest now 30 years. He was right. I was a college kid when I was asking him that question. We do forget the sins that we hear, but we can only forgive the sins if we actually know what they are. So it's good to make your confession pinpoint and precise. Don't use circumlocutions. And then the old trick of say a few small sins, put the big one in the middle, and then slide back to a few more small ones. Better to start with the big ones and then uh, clear the deck that way. Now, a clear confession also includes uh, using, uh, uh, we could say, the divine uh, sight as best we can to look at our sins from the point of view of how they offended God and our neighbor and not simply how they made us feel bad. So we're clear. When we sin, we offend God, we offend our neighbor. We suffer as a result, but we're not the victim of our sins. We're the cause of our sins. Now, a concise confession means that we use as few words as possible. And priests love that because then the line keeps moving, you know, and people on the line like that too. Uh, Spiritual direction is important, but it shouldn't be done during the moment of confession. You can talk to the priest and schedule that for later. And in fact, you could do spiritual direction in a confessional, uh, but not at the time of regular confessions. Now, the concise nature doesn't mean that we don't identify what we've done and feel satisfied in our explanation, but we shouldn't engage in a long conversation uh, in the confessional. Now, the third and really the first category is a confession should be contrite. Confession should be contrite. We should look at our sins and then have true sorrow. Now, one of the benefits of Wikipedia is they also have Catholic topics on there. So I looked up contrition, and this is what they said. From the Latin contritus, ground to pieces, that is, crushed by guilt. So contrition is sincere and complete remorse for the sins one has committed. So ground to pieces means that our spirit is crushed, that we're truly sorrowful for what we have done. We don't look at our sins as simply a little inconvenience on the path of our daily life. No, they are something that afflicts us, and we have to turn to God to have that affliction taken away. So contrition is an attitude that is necessary if the confession is going to be Uh, Valid. We can't simply go in and say, I did the following things, and um, I don't know if I'm really sorry about it, but in case they're wrong, I'd like to be forgiven. No. We go in and say, Lord, I know what I did was wrong, and on reflection I realize how much I've offended you and my neighbor, and for that reason I seek your pardon. Now, the Catechism of the Catholic Church says the following. Among the penitence acts, contrition occupies first place. Contrition is sorrow of the soul and detestation for the sin committed together with the resolution not to sin again. 
So it's uh, sorrow of the soul and detestation of the sin, and then the resolution not to commit it. Now, an important thing is to not let ourselves become discouraged or downtrodden by our sins. And there's a wonderful book called Searching and Maintaining Peace by Father Jacques Philippe. I highly recommend it. And he has, he has something in here that I think is very important. Sins can lead to despondency, but for the Christian, that should never be the case. This is what he writes, Father Jacques Philippe. Let us understand this. For the person of goodwill, that which is serious in sin is not so much the fault in itself as the despondency into which it places him. He who falls but immediately gets up has not lost much. He has rather gained in humility and in the experience of mercy. He who remains sad and defeated loses much more. The sign of spiritual progress is not so much never falling as it is being able to lift oneself up quickly after one falls. Now, when I was reading this book, that struck me very much because so often uh, the person who goes to confession uh, leaves but is not really convinced that they're totally forgiven. And part of that is a sinful and prideful attitude where they say, how could I be so bad as to have done what I did? And did God really forgive me? And this can lead to despondency, sadness, not what we're looking for. If we are going to truly understand the nature of God's goodness, we have to realize he wants not only to forgive us, but to bring us his peace of soul, his joy of the heart, uh, the joy of the sons and daughters of God who walk with the Lord hand in hand. We're not trying to hide from God like Adam and Eve after they sin, no. We want to walk with the Lord as did the disciples and the uh, apostles and the holy women, all those who came to listen to him. So true humility is to say, yes, I did something very wrong, but I'm not going to let it depress me because the good Lord has forgiven me. Now, the subject of confession and contrition uh, in our own day and age uh, should really begin with the, session, with the idea, do I really need to go to confession? Uh, and that's something that I uh, think basically would shock uh, our ancestors. Um, nowadays, we have long lines of communion and short lines in confession. It was just the opposite in the old days. Sin does offend God, and it does hurt our neighbor, and it does need to be pardoned. You can't forgive yourself. That's an expression people use. I can't forgive myself. Well, it's actually true. Forgiveness means that you have, in a relationship with God or your neighbor, done something wrong, and you cannot demand forgiveness. You have to seek it and ask for it. And God, in his goodness, will give it to us. But before we seek forgiveness, we have to realize that we've truly offended someone. Some people have the idea, well, God is so good and so merciful, he's not bothered by sin. That's a human distraction. It's like uh, when children throw their toys on the ground. Nobody gets that angry except maybe mom wants to clean it up. But God is even better than any mom because he doesn't really care. <clears throat> That's a laxist notion. That's an attitude that the church condemns. Sin does offend God because God has made us free creatures. 
And as free creatures, he calls us to act responsibly. And when we don't, he calls us to repentance. He calls us to follow him. If sin didn't offend God, then the crucifixion is a big mistake. Why would Christ have to die for our sins if they really didn't matter? In fact, they do matter. Our sins draw us away from God and into a very unhealthy relationship with the devil. Venial sin makes us more susceptible to mortal sin. And mortal sin, of course, deprives the soul of grace. Now, actual graces are always sent by the Lord to draw us back to himself. But if we have this despondent attitude that Father Jacques Philippe spoke about, then we don't even seek to respond to those graces. Now, having heard many confessions over the years, and of course priests don't reveal what they've heard, but you do know that the hand of grace is there. And you do, we do know instinctively that the advice we give is rather minor compared to the blessing that's received when a sinner both admits they're wrong <clears throat> and then asks for grace to be better. <clears throat> this sorrow of soul that the penitent uh, expresses is contrition. It is contrition, and it leads to future efforts at being good. And that really is something we should see confession as. It's not just a, something we have to go to in order to check a box on what it means to be a good Catholic. No, it's sort of like that water station when you're doing a marathon. It allows you to keep going. It helps you. And confession is a visit with the divine physician. And he's very mild. All we have to do is say our sins, and then they're gone. And when we said them and repented of them, then we gain additional strength, because self-knowledge comes with each confession. Now, the grace of God is something that is mysterious and uh, hard sometimes to realize, where is God leading us? But when we repent of our sins, we come to a knowledge not only of what we've done, but the root causes of it. And that truly is one of the goals that we as priests have when we hear confessions. You know, sometimes the priest will ask questions. I hope you're not offended by that. And they shouldn't be long and lengthy, but sometimes the priest has to try and get to the root of what is afflicting you. And if he does that, his goal is that you can make a better confession and understand what you need to do in the future. It's all in God's hands, of course, and in his grace. But uh, it's a good idea before making your confession, when you do your examination of conscience, to try and say, what is the root cause of the things that I'm going to tell the priest today? What led me to those various sins? And it's not a psychological exercise. It really is a spiritual and supernatural exercise. We try to identify what is it in my life, what habits or attitudes need to be changed. And then how can I change? How can I make progress? How can I turn to the Lord? We go to confession because God, we count in the eyes of God. The first thing to remember. Uh, one of the glories of the Catholic Church is to maintain the sacramental system in its integrity. And the sacrament of penance is an individual encounter with the Lord. That's because we're important in the sight of God. He is truly interested in us. 
and that conversation with him through the priest will lead to knowing ourselves better and then gaining in grace and strength. Uh, There's no anonymity in dealing with the Lord. We may be in a crowd of a million people going to a papal mass, or in the Philippines it was five million, I think. Every single person there was loved individually by God and had graces to do their specific role in life. It's the same with us here at Mass today. God knows us, he loves us, and he's calling calling us to follow him. Now, I'd like to conclude, though, with uh, something that is uh, important to keep in mind. Because one of the problems with confession is that we say the same sins over and over again every time. At least some of us. Each one knows their case. And some people say, well, what do I got to do to change? How can this happen and things don't get any better? Now I'm going to turn to St. Francis de Sales, who is one of the great spiritual masters. This is what he said. We must hate our shortcomings, but with a hate that is tranquil and peaceful, not with a hate that is fretful and troubled. And yes, we must have the patience to see our shortcomings and to profit from a saintly abasement of ourselves. Failing that, my daughter, your imperfections, which you see very acutely, will trouble you even more keenly, and by this means maintain themselves, as there is nothing which sustains our defects more than a sense of anxiety and haste to eliminate them. So that advice from the saint is really uh, very deep and profound. It doesn't matter if we say the same sins over and over again, if we're trying, after each confession, in a calm and peaceful spirit to change. And then over time we'll see that those sins will go away because we have come to understand that the Lord doesn't expect instant action. He wants us to grow. The spiritual life is in many ways like the development of the organic life in the world. It takes time and has steps and measures. But goodwill will lead to progress. And peace of soul truly is what God wants us to have. So as we continue our Mass this morning, uh, let us pray for the grace to make a good confession this Lent, to try and become uh, more complete, concise, clear, and contrite in how we speak to our Lord in this sacrament. And then let's pray for those many, many Catholics who become strangers to the confession box. Uh, Let's pray that they will gain the grace either through a direct divine inspiration or for some word that we can put in their ear uh, to come back to this great sacrament and to receive God's forgiveness. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.